called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Go on, say Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who is the companion, they tell me. They tell you. They tell me. Hmm. They, uh, the silence and stuff. Oh. They're, they're breaking their silence. Um, so, uh, Doctor Who episode three, called, uh, Thin Ice. Um, it's, it's interesting, this one, as it seemed to be a two-parter. Right? Well, I wouldn't call it that, but it it's it's a continuation. It's a different story. It's, but it's a continuation it's of a the It's a continuation because it's it's directly after the last episode. Right. Like the next second. Interesting um, interestingly enough, there is apparently an audio story uh for Doctor Who called Thin Ice, uh that was released in uh two thousand eleven based on a story that was supposed to originally air in 1990 with the Seventh Doctor. Okay. And they turned it into an audio drama. Uh, Is it the same story? Or? Yeah, well, no, no, not. I don't think it's the same story. I, I didn't really look too close into it. It looks like it's uh, Ice Warriors, maybe. Oh, Ice Warriors. Yeah, yeah. but it's got the same title. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. So the, this was... Uh, you know, basic, I think it's more or less a basic episode for Doctor Who. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, personally, I thought it was going to be a whole lot more uh, crazy, given the time yeah. disruption. Right. Uh, but it turned out to just be kind of normal, and especially normal for Mr. Doctor, who's all like, oh yeah, I've been here before. Right, yeah. Um, see, the way it ended, it seemed like something strange had happened, you know, like they they screwed something up, and nope, it's just uh, apparently, apparently something... Apparently, this is a historic moment in our actual history. <laughs> right, River River Thames Frost Fair. Um, Frost Fair, is that a real thing? Frost Fair? Yeah. Like a, like a carnival in the... Yeah, it looks like it, it well... N- well, there are other Doctor Who, Doctor Who stories with the Frost Fair. Are there really? Apparently, yeah. First Doctor, Tenth Doctor. Uh, the, well, some I'm guessing like comics and audio dramas Stuff as well. Stuff that we haven't seen. I'm gonna say I, I don't remember the Tenth Doctor, but uh, Second Doctor. I remember the Tenth yeah. Doctor. On the Frost Fair. On the Frost Fair, I don't remember the Tenth Doctor. No, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is. Yeah, novels, short stories, things like that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if any time of those books or comics or anything like that interfere with the actual story and kind of create loop uh pop plot holes. Oh, I'm sure they do. They're they're but that's Doctor Who in a nutshell. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um so Thin Ice starts off exactly where the last one left off. Um 
And there's this guy in the beginning that drops his shoe over the icy water, which sucks it right in immediately, where you see there's this giant sea creature that's just naturally just down in the ocean, or lake, or whatever it is. That gobbles. There's always a bigger fish. There's always, there, yes, that's actually, I think that's the actual fish, too, I think. I know, <laughs> that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, you're right, I wasn't even thinking about that, now that you said that, yeah. <laughs> That they that's just stole where the, the fish 3D went model off. straight from the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, they weren't using it anymore. Um, anyways, it pretty much goes into the intro right from there. This one's written by Sarah Dollard. Sarah yeah, I, I Dollard. Had she written something before? I, I I wasn't. I'm not super familiar with the name, but uh, you Face know the Raven. Okay, well, she's, that's not bad. That's that was a, a decent one. That was a decent one. Yeah, it's pretty memorable, I think. So, but I'd say I'd say Face the Raven's better than this one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this one was more or less uh, natural. At least more important. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the end of this episode is kind of important. Right. Um, Probably. So, basically, uh, Bill's freaking out about, you know, stepping on a butterfly she's seen, and Ashton Kutcher movies way too much. Uh, and, you know. No, uh, what's the actual story of that? The sound, is it the, let me see if I'm getting this right. Uh, yeah, A Sound of Thunder. That's a uh, science fiction short story by Ray Bradbury, which is where the actual butterfly effect um, concept comes from. Uh, the science team uh, is has a time travel device where they can go back and kill a T-Rex, but the idea is they can only kill a T-Rex that was already about to die. And the whole they have this whole thing set up where you can't make the slightest difference uh, like even if you step on a butterfly, things could change, and I guess that's what happens. Somebody uh, changes something, they go back to the future, and it's completely different. Right. That's the idea. And she, that's what she's freaking out about. And Doctor's like, it's not stepping on a butterfly, it's just taking a flyer. Somebody's handing out flyers. But what I'm thinking about, well, isn't taking a flyer just as minimal and trivial as stepping on a butterfly? <laughs> isn't that the point? Um, and well, if that was the case, uh, Doctor Who wouldn't work. <laughs> I know Doctor Who just wouldn't work because everything that you do, technically speaking, is stepping on a butterfly. Uh, well, okay, here's the thing with Doctor Who: as long as you don't know it already happened, then as far as you don't, as far as you know, what you're doing already happened in the past, and you just didn't know it yet. Right, lost logic. Whatever happened, happened. Right. And it really doesn't matter what you do or don't do. You just didn't know that yet. You know, right. you just hadn't had experienced it. That's you, why you can't you were interfere. You always going to step on that butterfly. That's why you can't interfere with your own history because you know what already happened there. And you can't interfere with, like, known, you know, actual history from the history books because you know what happened there. Well, if you but interact anything else, with yourself. A free game. Well, if you, if you interact with yourself that didn't interact with yourself before, uh, I think. I don't know. You, you could just, try it, yeah, but you're going to end up with the paradox. You would stuff. end up with the paradox. Um, I was just thinking you gain new memories saying, oh, yeah, I did meet myself earlier. Now, I that's uh, that's <laughs> that's a different show. That's uh, frequency. <laughs> well, yeah, just gain some new memories. Right. Make your nose bleed a little bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, but this is when the doctor says he's been here before a few times. Uh, right, so, which I guess is is covered by those uh, other stories that I was talking about. But here, like here the second Doctor, tenth Doctor, and uh, first Doctor. I got story. a little, I actually got a little confused here because the Doctor not only said he's been here a few times, but he also told Bill that he knew about the lights she's been seeing. 
It says in the uh, episode of The Caretaker. Remember that episode? Uh, yes. It said the Twelfth Doctor offered to take Clara to one of the Frost Fairs. Really? That's what it says. Mm, yes. I mean, it must have been something in passing, and I just didn't, you know, didn't register. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's that? No, uh, not really. <laughs> um. Anyways, so yeah, the Doctor said to Bill that he's like, what, you've been seeing lights and stuff underneath the ice? Uh, which he knew about, but didn't know about. He, yeah, he always notices everything, obviously. Yeah, but he acts like he doesn't know what they are this time around, though. He knows about right. them, but he it's like he never investigated them. But being the doctor, I feel like he would investigate it because it's strange, and people go missing, and that's the well, whole he, point of this episode. <laughs> he does investigate it throughout the episode, but he doesn't know it right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, when he gets there the first time, he knows about the lights, so I don't know. No, I think he just notices them at the same time she does. And he just doesn't mention it until later. Right. Uh, anyways, whatever those lights are, I, I was immediately thinking there it's just the uh, the sea creature on the bottom from uh, Phantom Menace. But <laughs> right. it, it's like a little miniature fish or something like that. Um, what was the, there, there's a name for that, wasn't there? Miniature uh, Phantom Menace uh, fish. Pilot fish. That that's another term used in uh, the second uh, or the tenth Doctor's first episode, uh, the Christmas special. Remember, he said something about pilot fish, like like the uh, the those uh, mechanical Santas were coming down to make way for the other aliens. Remember? Yeah, I remember the episode. Is... I think I think it was I think it was that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they used the term pilot fish for that, and that's that's what this kind of reminded me of. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the fish that was trying to eat Nemo and Dory, but, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Um, but they lead people out there, and the first one that we see is a drunk guy that's, like, trying to chase the, the lights like it's a cat chasing a laser. Um, and then he gets sucked in and gets, you know, chewed up by a fish. So back on land or on ice As or, they do. or whatever it is. Um, this kid steals, you know, this little orphan child steals the doctor's, uh, quote-unquote magic wand, otherwise known as a screwdriver. Yeah. And then he... Oliver and company? Oliver and company, that's right. He wants <laughs> some more screwdrivers. Uh, and so he, he and a friend end up running out onto the ice. And who cares about kids, you know? Uh, the doctor... Got his screwdriver back. I think he cares kid, more about the screwdriver. He's, at that he's point. like, yeah, at that point, he needed a screwdriver. <laughs> Let's forget which, about which. Which I'm thinking, doesn't he have a bucket of screwdrivers? Weren't we talking about this? We we were. I I don't know if those <laughs> exist anymore. If they're just for uh, Matt Lucas or whatnot. Oh, maybe, maybe they're yeah, maybe they're back at the office. Yeah, could be because that's where they were before. Okay. Um, uh, but I think there's a, another statue of him in the TARDIS. Personally, I don't know. Hmm. Uh. Bill says, do something and save him, which he doesn't, you know, because he only cares about a screwdriver. Well, and... that and the kid's probably already dead. Well, yeah, 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 the kid's dead wow. at this point. I think, was she talking about the other kid at that point? I don't know. No, she's talking about the kid that's already no, dead. No, she's talking about the kid that just got sucked under. She thought maybe you could still save him. Wow. Time travel and all that, you know. Uh, that's when she ends up, uh, Bill ends up asking the doctor if he's ever killed anyone before. And then she kind of forces his hand, and he says, yes. Who has he killed before? 
Well, uh, you know, he was in the Time War. And well, that's not specific enough because he might kill some Daleks and stuff, but he hasn't even killed any humans. I feel like he probably, well, he definitely would consider the idea that he has, whether he has, I don't know whether he's like intentionally he's a direct, done it. A direct yeah, it, like indirect, yeah. like his actions have caused people to die for sure. Like he, he's he's brought on a can- companion as the second doctor. Uh, from uh, I think it was like an ancient Greek companion, right? And she didn't know what the heck was going on in the spaceship, and so the the writers were like, "Okay, what are we gonna do with this person?" They just threw her out, or threw her out the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need her anymore. But you know, he would consider that his fault, I'm sure. And you know, you could there's there's tons you could probably list in that sense. I'm now in 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 the sense of actually directly intentionally killing somebody i can't say for sure initially i would be like oh well he's the last galatrand but he's not anymore so there's that too right like if he was you know part of that war that killed all of his family and all of his own uh that that that's fine you can feel responsible for that but then you find out they're not actually dead uh they're just like hidden and then well then we what do you complain about I don't know. He's he's killed, but but the thing is, the doctor he doesn't think. While while he does, you know, kind of. Uh, let me think of what, what I'm trying to say do? here. Uh, <laughs> well, I was gonna say he he uh, considers all all living things equally, not just humans. So if he kills, you know, if he kills just a, a random space rabbit, he's gonna think of that just as much as if he killed a person. Do you know you of know? any space rabbits that he's killed? Well, Daleks. <laughs> Those are space. There's some space rabbits. I didn't know this I was, was, I was Daleks. I was were. bringing up a random. I was coming up with a random species just as an example. Well, you heard it from us, folks. Daleks are space rabbits. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And they got. They're all bouncy and they eat carrots. And they're fluffy and they got long ears. And the uh, only thing I could say about that is they're shaped like an egg. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying he, he's killed other other species, but he would consider all pretty. I don't know if he would kill, consider Daleks the same, but he considers you know all species in the universe equally, pretty much. Okay, fine, but I I feel like that should be more specific for the episode. But um, well, she, yeah, she she said, "Have you killed anybody?" She didn't say, "Have you killed uh people?" Or did she say people? I guess anybody. Anyone, okay. anyone. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she said, did you kill people or humans? But I don't know for sure. But then again, I, that's I'm, just a I'm weird, sure there's probably... That's just a weird cho- uh, word choice, anyways. There's still probably at least one human that he's killed on purpose, I feel like. <laughs> at least. I don't picture him with a big I, knife and stabbing somebody. <laughs> the, 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 the examples are not popping into my head, but, but I don't know. Right. Um... Anyways, they hang out with the orphan children, uh, who tell them that there's this guy with a tattoo on his hand that looks like a ship or something, uh, that's basically telling them to lure people out to the sea to get eaten. This whole time I'm thinking it's just some kind of mysterious character with the the tattoo on his hand is going to be something important, and it really isn't. Uh, no, that was just blue. Yeah, they focus on it too much, I think, because I'm just thinking, who could it be? Who could it be? Um, just some freaking 
bad guy's henchman. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. So they they uh they decide to get suited up instead of looking for a guy with a tattoo. That's too much work. They decide to get suited up in old diving suits. Uh Well, wait. first they do they do look for a guy with a t- tattoo, but um Oh, and I'm maybe thinking of later, but anyway, yeah, they the... talked to the drunk guy who uh, said that there's no the the kids say that there's the tattoo, and then uh, Bill says we could look around uh, and ask people if they've seen them or whatever, and he's like too much time or whatever it was. Well, the the problem was they're kind of on the water, and so they're looking for a ship tattoo. There's probably going to be a lot of people with that. That's that was the problem with that. Right. That was the idea. So instead, they decide to get in old diving suits, waiting to get eaten by the big bad fish, and uh, they get sucked they, down. And they, they should get, have put some communicators in those suits. Yeah, <laughs> yes, instead of throwing big rocks at each other. <laughs> they go to that, uh, and on the bottom of the sea, they see the fish, but he's in chains, so he's imprisoned. Right. Uh, this, this, this again reminds me uh, a bit of the star whale. Like like I said last, I think it was last week that there was a reference to the the ship that the star whale was controlling, and now this episode reminds me of the actual star whale that was uh, being uh, imprisoned so that it could uh, carry the ship with him across space. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. This kind of reminded me of that somewhat. But uh, to be fair and honest, the fish is chained down because he eats human bodies. And why does that matter? Apparently, it doesn't. No, it does. Because the reason they need the fish to eat the human bodies is so that the fish can poop. <laughs> oh yeah, and they, poop the cold things. Use, yeah, yeah, and, and and they use the poop for for uh, for spaceship fuel that that burns hotter than coal. coal. Yeah, it, it's uh, the coal is like it, <laughs> it kind of it kind of looks like golden uh, bars except they're black and. Uh, they, they 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 burn like coal, but they burn longer, and they can burn under water. And their Bill heart. Thought it was uh, mud at first, and she and, picked it up. Yeah, and then, it, <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it's harder than coal is in general too. So okay, that's great. Uh, so they go to see the man behind everything, some red coat guy. Uh, uh, what was his name? Oh, I don't. Sutcliffe? Is that the Sut- one? It's yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it was a weird name. Like and, Lord Sutcliffe or something like that. Yeah, and he's behind like literally everything, including the uh, the fair that's going on, the elephant that's just kind of roaming around, and the and fit. he's very racist. And he's very racist, yes. But it is also that period in time too. Uh, right. And the fish that's down there has been been passed down from generation to generation, so you know he inherited the fish. It's just always been down there. Yeah, eating people, pooping out fuel. Well, okay, this is this is 1814, and he says that it's been down there for generations. Who in the 1600s or whatever chained this thing up? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it did come from an alien. Like maybe the aliens did bring it down, or aliens did imprison it, okay. and then it kind of passed down to humans. Maybe the that's what it was. Did it and chained it up. Okay. I'm gonna say because <laughs> trying to think of a lot of things that have chains like that as like kingdoms and I don't know. First of all, is is the, is the river in London is the river that deep for real? I don't because know. That's I, I've never really been deep. there. 
I know, but that seems like really deep for a river. I don't know. Um, I guess so. Yeah, it could be. But then again, this is a weird like alternate universe that's not actually an alternate universe. So it's not. What do I know? Um, we thought it was gonna be, but it's not. So let's see. And then uh, that guy, um, and the doctor talk for a while, and they start making this big deal about a speech that the doctor made. Like it was great, a great speech. And I barely even registered it. You're not paying attention. Well, he was saying he was saying stuff like, uh, "The your a person is is measured by like how he uh, values, or a person's value is determined by how much he values those who ha- uh, are underprivileged and things like that." And it was a pretty good speech. I think it was one of wow. the doctor's better speeches. I, I, I mean, feel, not, I feel it, like it wasn't one of his epic speeches. It, it wasn't one of his epic speeches, but it was very well well written. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, the Sutcliffe guy uh, ties them together. Um, so the doctor starts using a sonic screwdriver to get them free, but the sonic part of the screwdriver attracts the uh, light fishes things. Right. Um, I, I guess I don't know if it was supposed to be a sonar or if this it, it said something about the sound. But I, I yeah, thought the sound, it, the sound attracts them. I thought it was like more sonar than anything, which would have been kind of cool. Yeah, that would make sense because fish use. Well, I don't know if all fish use sonar, but you know that's kind of a connection. Yeah, I think it makes more sense than just the sound because a lot of people make sound just in general. Um, but yeah, they get they get free because some guy comes in wondering what all the lights are about, and he takes the screwdriver. And, he, and the doctor's like, you gotta turn off the sound, you gotta turn off the sound, you gotta click this button or that button. That guy's freaking out, and all these lights are spinning under him. Um, and then he hands it back to the doctor just as he's getting sucked down, so... See, the doctor killed that guy. The, yeah. <laughs> the doctor killed people via ice fish. <laughs> including a young child earlier on. He probably could have saved him. But I mean, that seemed, it, it almost seemed like the doctor planned for that guy to take his screwdriver and get eaten up by the fish. Well, see, he was using the scru- screwdriver to, I don't know, do something with the ropes on his I guess, wrist. but it's just... Because he but, did get on, on, on he did hold get on, free. Can, can a sonic screwdriver un, untie ropes? Well, I'll tell you what it can't do. It can't do anything with freaking, what, wood or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what ropes are made out of. Rope. <laughs> they're made out of like wine I, thought was, and... I, th- I, I thought it was like wood you know like paper and woodish and I don't know they're all made out of different stuff I guess but uh. so this depends on the kind of rope um, but it does free him he, he does free himself from the rope so because right. he the guy throws the screwdriver back to the doctor who catches it so they did get free right um now, the plan after they get free is to free the fish, the big fish, because the fate of the future depends on this fish that's tied down below, uh, the fate of the, the, everybody's future. Um, but freeing her could also mean killing half of London, which is a risk the doctor... It's a risk. Of, which is a risk the doctor, of course, is willing to make, uh, because he doesn't care about people. <laughs> <laughs> and he really likes killing people through ice. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he kind of convinces Bill to also be willing to take that risk because uh, bigger risk, bigger rewards. If it because the doctor goes... turns everybody into a soldier. What? 
Yes, super soldiers. Um, so they, they that's what they do. They just free the fish. It kind of goes off, and it's just a big free will. It's going moment. to Greenland, right? Is that where it's going? <laughs> that's what she said. She oh. said, "What if it goes to? What if we just doomed Greenland?" Oh, <laughs> he yeah. says, "I'll check in on Greenland later." Um, <laughs> but it was like you know a real free willy moment. Uh, right. But free. Nessie or See, I thought I thought they her. said it was. I thought they said it was an alien. You know that it was pooping out rocket fuel. That it was gonna just like blast off after it got <laughs> as it changed. Just you know, flies away with fish poop <laughs> trailing it behind. That that that's a good that's a good picture right there. Um, but no, that's they say free her. She's off. I uh, don't know if it was a her or him. I don't know. Um, so they head back to the normal, and it's back to uh. Matt uh, Lucas, who's just finished making the tea. Okay, here's something about I, did I I don't know if I did I mention this uh, before I don't know if I did that I Matt Lucas his acting in this show reminds me a lot of Matt Smith the way he acts like some of the faces he makes and stuff. Well, I don't know I didn't I haven't noticed it myself. Go what go back and watch that last scene with him when he's uh, talk when he's talking by himself. Like, Take a look at like some of the faces he makes and stuff, and some of the way he talks. It reminds me a lot of Matt Smith, which makes sense because you know, same writers and everything. But yeah, same first name, right? <laughs> well, maybe you know, maybe he practices acting by watching Matt Smith Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's here's why I got confused. I think at least part way why I got confused in the last episode. I believe their plan was to return back to the point of the tea boiling, and they ended up in the what is the 1800s? Uh, right. Why? <laughs> because the TARDIS makes up its own mind. Ah. You don't steer the TARDIS; you reason with it. Oh, that's right. Forgot. That's what he said. <laughs> My bad. Except he really can steer it wherever he wants. Um, they return back to the <laughs> boiling tea, and. Uh, and that's when Matt Lucas is basically like, this is more than tea. This is not tea. Um, and, and then, of course, the doctor says language because that's <laughs> terrible language. And then he said, and, we... And we he, and he keeps talking about the oath the that oath, he made, right? Yeah, he said, we need to talk your oath, um, which we still don't really know anything about the oath, right? Not right. That I now, know this, now, okay, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but this reminds me somewhat of the third doctor, possibly. In the thir third Doctor, this well, first of all, we have to go back to the second Doctor. Uh, he encountered the Time Lords, and, you know, obviously one of the big rules of, of the Time Lords is that you can't interfere with time, right? You yes. know, you can observe, but you can't actually interfere. Well, he, obviously, the Doctor is very much interfering, and so the Time Lords banish him to Earth, and they, and they actually, they actually break his TARDIS so that he can't travel away, um... But then he eventually fixes it. But that, that, but he was kind of banished to Earth so that he couldn't leave. So I wonder if there's something along the the lines of that going on. That's possible, I guess. But, but I, I I'm hoping they'll actually get into it at some point. Um, that then Matt Lucas's character he goes downstairs to what they're guarding or they're looking after, and in in there in that deep quiet cavern or whatever the heck that is something knocks behind the door of what they're guarding oh wait that wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> he 
you will knock four times. No, no, I didn't knock four times, but that would have been cool if it was. I forgot about that. What was that all about? That was uh, the the tenth doctor. Um, they they warned him that you know the the Ood warned him that he before the doctor dies he will knock four times. Turned out to be the master, right? Oh yeah. What what did this do? What was the knock that this did? It wasn't it wasn't uh knock four times. I, that is just what it reminded me of. Okay, interesting. What do you think's behind the door number one? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I have some ideas, but I don't want to say entirely. Well, I'm just saying, based off of spoilers that I heard, I have my ideas as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know. But, I mean, it is it is interesting. Uh, uh, my ideas are probably far-fetched, but I don't know. You never know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do you, think, do you think it's something that is new or something that is uh something we will recognize <laughs> recognize okay I, th- I i don't know it could be either or um right. it honestly could i have no idea but right. it, it i don't know it it could also be something recognizable right i mean that's just my thoughts on it um of course I don't know. Uh, of course, if it does happen to be what I'm thinking, which probably not. I mean, there's, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, then I, I'll probably point something out to you uh, when that happens, I guess. Yeah, you'll mention it when it yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, that's about it for this episode. Uh, what were your basic thoughts on it? Uh, I think we've already gone over that kind of, you know. Yeah, typical kind of it's typical. It's, it's uh, a, as far as the importance of the episode, it wasn't until the very tail end of it. Um, for the most part, I was hoping that the craziness would be because of butterfly stepping on and paradoxes and crap. Right. But nope. It's too bad. It's too bad that didn't happen because I, I mean, I guess we've had some of those episodes, but I really like them. Paradox. You know, it's time travel. You got to have some of that some once in a while. Well, they did do something he hasn't done in a while, right? That was the ID thing. Right, the the psychic paper. Psychic paper. That's yeah. like one of my favorite Doctor uh, things that he has. But yeah, know, that that wasn't even in the classic series at all. That's completely made up for the newer series. I believe so. Yeah. Interesting. Well, pretty good. Uh, do we? Are we still saying it's a twelve episode series, or? I believe so. Yeah. If that's twelve and this is three, then. You know. Actually, let me uh, take a look. I have I have a page that that lists the numbers without spoiling the titles. So, I'll look at that. <laughs> so far, the titles really haven't all been that spoilery. Right. Right. Yeah, they've it's been 12. pretty typical, actually. Yes, it's twelve. Twelve. Okay. I might might even be able to click on it and see. It says July first is the twelfth. I'm hoping for. Uh, Moffat's like last episode or at least arc or whatever he's doing uh i'm hoping he like really goes out on it you know because it's his last hurrah uh mm-hmm. so i'm hoping he does something crazy and does he it looks like it looks like it looks like i do have the rewatched uh scheduled properly then because july 1st is the last one and i started the rewatch on july 2nd so oh yeah good. okay well, as long as that's accurate, <laughs> yep. watch it change and delay for two weeks or something. 
I just have to, you know, keep track of the actual episode lengths because I know they 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 vary every yes, week. Yes, they do. So, unless you have anything else to add about it or Doctor Who related stuff, ah, uh, no, that's it. That's it. Uh, okay. Well, to everybody who's listening for the first time, thanks for tuning in to Smaller on the Outside. Come and come along with us every week. We got lots more to cover. Uh, and, uh, we'll hope to see you next week. Also, uh, if you have any questions or suggestions or any kind of feedback, you can email me at Dave at DaveExaminsMovies.com, uh, and you can tweet us. My tweet, tweeter handle is, uh, at I-A-M-D-W-G, and, uh, Andy's is, uh, APG. Yeah, 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 Morphin APG. he's had that. For, uh, since, like, middle school. Yeah. I think your first one was probably, like, Animorphs Andy or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have been, uh, that would have been probably a couple years earlier, maybe. I, I was Superman Dave. You were Animorphs Andy. Tim was dummy. See, yeah, a lot of people hear Morphin APG and they assume it's Power Rangers, but nope, Animorphs. Animorphs, yep. And Tim was, <laughs> Tim, Tim was dummy, I believe. <laughs> It was just the word dummy, right? <laughs> it was that's it. He had dummy. Which is actually really impressive. <laughs> it was uh, web TV, so dummy at webtv.net or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and then he kept it, he didn't change it. So yeah. No, it was dummy Tim after that. But we don't have those handles anymore. You'll have to no. tweet us at those ones that we already said, and that's about all you need to know. Uh you can check us up on Stitcher Podomatic, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts. Uh, basically, if you have a podcast player, you can find it by searching. Woo! So, uh, we'll catch you next week with next week's episode. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>